Welcome back guys to the Sweet Science Media with myself, Fat Mouse. It's just me today. No Cash, unfortunately. He's a little bit under the weather because of the rain, but um, the show must go on. It's all good. He'll be back soon, I'm sure. Guys, I am delighted to introduce to you our guest for this episode. Former IBO Super Featherweight, former IBF Featherweight Champion, Billy the Kid Dib, all the way from Australia. He's taking some time out to speak to us. Let's get him on now. Australia, so thank you very much, Billy. For your time. Thank you. Thank you for having me, man. I appreciate it. Thanks a lot, man. Firstly, before we we, we talk boxing, what's uh, what's the situation like in uh, in Australia with with Corona? Uh, it's it's pretty good, man. To be quite honest with you, uh, it's it seems to be very much under control. Uh, we haven't had many cases, um, so I think we're doing okay. That's good, man. That's brilliant. I know you were very fortunate. You were fortunate enough to to, to go on holiday recently, so uh, it must be better for you guys there than it is here. <laughs> Yeah, well, we're, we're allowed to travel state to state, um, no problem. But um, obviously, we're not allowed to really... Travelling overseas is a little bit difficult. You can, but then you have to quarantine when you come home. But yeah. travelling state to state is no problem. Okay, brilliant. Is it similar to New Zealand then? Because we had Dan Hooker, have, he's still waiting to see his family. In, uh, in, yeah, in I'm sure. I'm, I'm not quite sure, to be honest. I, you know, to be honest with you, I don't really pay too much attention to it. I just feel like it's... Uh, sort of bogging people really down it is, and man. I don't want it to get, you know, I, my spirits are high, you know what I mean? So life is good and uh, I'm happy and not letting it bother me, you know? That's fantastic. I, I think that's the best way to, to view it because uh, you're right. No a doubt. lot of people are bogged down by it. They're a lot, they're really paranoid and scared and not trying, you know, not leaving their houses. Just, it, it's a really strange kind of mood at the moment. So I think that's the best way to view it. You get on with life as much as you can. I mean, without, that's it. You know, Look, at the yeah. end of the day, I'm, I'm just blessed that we can go to the gym, we can train, we can go to our family's homes. We we are not locked down. Uh, so it's a, it's a true blessing just to Absolutely. be in that situation, I guess. Absolutely. I hope you follow suit soon. Um, gyms are going to be open up, opening up in, in April, I think, mid-April. I can't wait to get down there. <laughs> yeah, awesome, man. That's great. That's great. Brilliant. So um, quick thing, while we talk about Australia and New Zealand, we've had quite a few boxes coming out of, uh, of, of the two kind of, I know they're two completely different countries, but you know, you know what I mean. When you say Australia, New Zealand, they kind of go hand in hand. What's what's the change recently then? What what's bringing the uh, what's what's bringing the, the spotlight on boxing in Australia uh, recently? I guess we've just had a, a fair bit of talent just coming through. You know, we've been lucky. Um, you know, we've been producing good talent. Obviously, um, you know, you, you got some good names. You got George Kimbosis. You got um Tim Zhu. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, there's a lot of young kids coming through, and um, the the guys who carried the torch for a long time are still there as well. Some of them are still there. I'm still there. Yeah, exactly. and, um, and and now they've got the next generation coming through. So, you know, um, uh, there's a lot of kids coming through. You know, even my younger brother used is coming through. Oh, and right. uh, I believe he's going to do some great things. He's he's already 15 and 0. And he's got a big fight coming up on April the 9th. So hopefully it's a big step up for him. Another one is my cousin Bilal, who's rated in the top 15 in the world with the WBA. Yes. He's on the verge of a big opportunity as well. So, you know, it's the boxing That's world amazing. is definitely... You know, the boxing world is definitely going to take notice very soon. There's some great Australian fighters coming through. Absolutely. That's brilliant. And like you said, you know, one of the torchbearers is yourself. So what's that like? How does that kind of feel? And, and, and is there pressure or is it just like an honour to be to be part of it? No, I'm honoured. You know, I mean, I, my achievements uh, speak for themselves. You know, what I've, what I've already, like, you know, to be a two-time world champion and um, to have defended my title on several occasions mm -hmm. and to have been involved in, you know, more than 10 world title fights is unbelievable. It's just an achievement in itself. So, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm totally blessed. 
and I'm uh, I'm looking forward to um, closing out my career with the bank. So, you know, we got we got some things in the pipeline, and hopefully they uh, they come to fruition, and uh, and I can leave I can leave the sport of boxing on a high. Yeah, I'm sure that that's going to be the case given your mindset and your mentality. So that's uh, that's brilliant stuff, man. Um, Definitely. Billy, your your social media is like plastered with stay ready posts and motivational stuff. Is that something that you kind of you 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 bear as a mindset or or, or what? Well, I guess um you know for me um I I feel that um uh, in order to be successful you need to plant the seed in your within your own mind and uh, and I always say that you know um success starts with a vision mm-hmm. you know you have a vision. And then it takes consistency. And through consistency, um, only a few things can happen. And one of the major things that can happen is success. So I've always lived by that. And I always uh, follow that rule that, you know, with a vision, you have consistency, consistency, you have success. So I always try to, um, you know, portray that and always try, try to be uh, positive in my posts. I try to uplift people because I feel like that's my responsibility, even though sometimes I get down myself. But um, I feel like... Uh, having the responsibility of being somebody who inspires others is a, a great thing. That's brilliant. Yeah, absolutely. And I think what you're doing is, is brilliant and you are inspiring people um, at times, even myself, because, you know, like I said, we're, we're locked down. There's no gyms. I've clear, I've put on a, a, quite a bit of weight recently, but I'm, I'll look at, you know, it's not just yours, obviously, but I'll see yours because it touches, you know, it kind of hits home a little bit more uh, people that I've kind of watched growing up. And I'm like, you know what? stay ready that's the that's the mantra it's got to be like that you know the fire to succeed is still there one of your most recent Uh, you know it kind of resonated with me so yeah i think i think the uh the most important thing is is that during this covid time is that a lot of people have been getting caught out a lot of fighters you know like you saw josh warrington Mm -hmm. you know there's been a lot of upsets in boxing during this covid period and i feel that's because fighters aren't staying ready you know, even though there was a time when we were sort of in lockdown and there was no boxing going on or anything, but I just stayed in the gym, stayed, um, you know, obviously stayed grinding. Um, I can't really say that I'm, uh, you know, I'm bettering my skill set or whatever because I feel I'm at that age of, you know, um, <clears throat> I've got my habits mm-hmm. and I guess you, you know, even though people say you can still improve, I, I mean, I, I just go in there, do the daily grind. And keep working and uh, and stay stay try to stay in the best shape that I can because I know that once the opportunities open up, a lot of people are going to get sprung out because they're going to mm-hmm. be, you know, under like they're going to be underdone because they've not been preparing well enough. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. You're staying ready, which is fantastic. You you're you're already ahead of of of, of the pack. And to be honest, you said that maybe you're at the age where you're not trying to improve or make massive changes but it's what got you it's what got you to the dance in the first place so i mean if it, if it ain't broke don't fix it there's always small little things i'm sure that you're working on but the major fundamentals that's what got you there so I, I you know there's not much of a need to change that brilliant billy can we cast our mind back if that's all right to um to your one of your very few losses when you lost to tevin farmer okay yes he's, he's not an easy fight by by any by any measure uh, how did you feel after that because obviously after the fight, you sort of subsequently retired for a short period of time, which is, we were happy to see that was only short. What, um, what went through your mind? What, what was the thought process there? Well, I guess, look, um, you know, uh, the journey towards the farmer fight was an interesting one because, as you know, um, uh, 
I was married in 2015. My wife passed away. And um, I sort of was not knowing the direction I wanted to take. But when she passed away, I sort of made a decision that I was going to try to come back and win a world title in her memory. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, uh, through the grace of God, I managed to climb back up to, you know, the top position in the world, being uh, number one in the world. And uh, the opportunity came up to fight Tevin Farmer. And we went to Perth Speed and we won the fight um, to stage it in Australia. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, it, it, he came out and I basically had the idea that I was going to try to bully him in the, in the ring. And um, I guess that wasn't my style. I was just, I was working with Jeff Fennig at the time and Jeff Fennig's style was more of a bully style. And I thought if I, if I could implement that on Tevin, I might be able to break him down. But you know what? He was young. He was fresh. He was hungry. I was hungry too, but um, you know, he, he had that youth with him and the, the youth sort of, uh, uh, I mean, I guess the youth, took its toll on me you know i mean he he uh, he, uh, he he was moving a lot he was being very elusive and i feel crafty. that yeah he was being very super crafty and i and even though that's that's a little bit of my style is to be more crafty in that but if you watch that fight you'll see that that was not me in the ring it was a different me it was somebody that i was trying to be something that i wasn't i was trying to be a uh i was trying to take the leaf out of jeff Phoenix book and it didn't work yeah. i needed to be me i needed to be more me and I guess, look, everything happens for a reason. And uh, I guess after I lost to Tevin, I decided to uh, pretty much uh, call it a day. But it was not a decision that I made. It was probably a decision that was made for me. Mm-hmm. And hence the reason why I didn't stay away for too long. Because uh, I just felt like I walked away on a... Uh, it wasn't me in the ring. You know, that night with Tevin, I, I didn't turn up. I didn't perform the way that I wanted to. I still kick myself for the way that I fought him because I believe if I had boxed him, I would have given myself a much better chance. Mm-hmm. You know, as, as you saw, uh, in regards to speed, um, Ami Khan is probably 10 times faster mm-hmm. than Tevin Farmer. And um, there was so many times in the fight with Ami Khan that I made him miss so much. Absolutely. But I was fighting my way, my style of boxing, you know, on my toes boxing, you know, but... Uh, look, everything happens for a reason. That was God's plan. Um, that was God's will for me. I don't complain. I just uh, I take it on the chin and I get up and keep moving forward. You know, that's the greatest thing about my career is that although I've had six losses, I've, I've managed to resurrect my career every single time. <laughs> you know, I lost I lost to Stephen Loeveno. I got back up, worked my way in, won a world title against um, La Sieva. Then I lost my title to um, Gradovich, worked my way back into a rematch. Lost that, then I fought um uh, <clears throat> the uh, Japanese kid, um Takashi Mura. Yeah. I lost that. Worked my way back into another opportunity against Tevin Farmer. Mm-hmm. You know, lost that. Fought Ami Khan in a in a fight that I was really never going to win. S- size was a big difference. You know, it was David versus Goliath. Yeah. But look, I've worked my way back into another opportunity now. I'm I'm ranked in the top fifteen in the world with WBC. And um, I'm I'm actually staring down the barrel now of a uh, world title eliminator for the IBO title. So, God willing, fingers crossed, we'll see what happens. We're all behind you, man. We're all behind you. And I'm sure, you know, you're you're going to get there, man. Inshallah. Inshallah. So, like you said, um, you know, there's, you've come back, you know, you said, ah, six losses. I know six losses. Every time we speak to a fighter, there's there's two kind of, there's two views. It's either, ah, I've got six losses, but 
But those, you know, or I've got some losses, but but is it a massive thing that a fighter has losses on their record? I, I, I don't, no, I don't personally believe it is at all. My 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 professional career has been an outstanding one. Absolutely. Uh, he's he's my record: forty-seven wins, exactly, uh, twenty-seven knockouts, and six defeats. Now, if you look at my six defeats, they've all come in world title fights. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, I so if you look at my career. Zolani Morali was world title fight number one. Mm-hmm. Stephen Loevano fight number two. Lassieva three. Um, then you got um, you there, brother? Yeah, yeah. yeah Lassieva. So you got uh, then you've got um, uh, Lassieva number three. Number four was um, uh, Alberto Servi. Mm-hmm. Number f- five was um, Escobedo. Number six was. Um, uh, it was a. It wasn't a world title fight, but you could consider it a world title fight because it, had I lost in a non-title defense, yeah. I would lose my title. Yes. So yes. I still count that as a world title fight. Then you got, um, Gradovich one, yeah. Gradovich yeah. two. Yeah. Then you got T- uh, Takashi Mira, um, that's nine. Then you got um, uh, Tevin Farmer, that's ten. And the loss to um, uh, and the oh. loss to uh, Amir Khan was an international title. So I only, I've oh. only ever lost at the top of the mountain. Absolutely. You know, Absolutely. I've I've either I've either won or lost at the top of the mountain. Mm-hmm. And in regards to world title fights, I'm five and five in world title fights, That's winning phenomenal. five, losing five. So yeah. you know, it's not bad. It's not mm-hmm. bad at all. No, not not at all. Not at all. Of course. I mean, like you said, forty-seven. And this, and, and, this, and, this, and this is for a young kid who grew up in the. You know, in 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 a small town of Ingedine, no one ever believed I'd ever be world champion. But I truly believed in myself. I um, you know, I had I had such a great teachers and great mentors. And you know, growing up, I was blessed enough to say that Princess Sim Hamed was basically one of my brothers, mm. and he guided me and supported me and gave me the confidence. And you know, that's something that I'll be forever grateful to him for, because he inspired me to be a great champion. You know, I my, my dream was to follow in my childhood hero's footsteps and I managed to do it. You know, in 1997, Nassim Hamed won the world title against Tom Boom Boom Johnson, mm-hmm. the IBF featherweight title. And you look down the line, 2011, Billy did won the IBF featherweight world title as well. So, you know, to be mentioned in the same realm as some of these great featherweight champions and to be even like mentioned alongside one of my childhood heroes is, mm-hmm. as an IBF world champion is just an amazing thing for me. Wow, it's like dream, dreams do really come true. Absolutely, absolutely. And I mean, it's like, again, what you're saying is it, it resonates and it's clear. Like you you keep speaking of your record highly and so you should. Do you see what I mean? 47 and 6, losing only at the very top of the mountain. It's like, it's incredible. Um, I do think that, you know, the, the past couple of fights you've had, they've been stay ready fights and, you know, just keep busy. And that's yeah. brilliant because you said you've got plans. I wanted to talk about what your plans are for the future, yeah, the maybe, and, and, and what's going forward. Yeah, the one, one thing I'll, I, I will say is that um, one, one thing I've learned from my losses is resilience because mm-hmm. I've been able to remain resilient in my, you know, within when I've been defeated, I've remained resilient, I've remained upbeat, and I've always known that everything happens for the for a reason. It's Allah's will, and and you know, and I'm determined and uh, mature enough to know that, and I feel like I can come back. No matter what happens, I always find a way back. I don't feel like oh, they're better fighters than me. I just feel like they were better than me on the night, and that's all it was. Absolutely, absolutely. If if then uh, Billy, you were able to to rematch one of these, one of the let's let's look at the, the three main losses essentially. Um, who would you take back? Would it be Khan, 
um, Farmer or I can't pronounce. Uh, I I wouldn't worry about the Khan fight to be honest with you because that's a fight that nobody really cares about. You know, I mean, at the end of the day, it's just a, a super featherweight against a welterweight. Yeah. And to be quite honest with you, it was just a uh, it was a it was a retirement fund money. You know, what I mean, it was a retirement fund fight. <laughs> yeah, well, it's good that you can say that. Yeah. I'm I'm a I'm a realist. You know, I'll tell you the truth. Mm. But if I could turn the clock back, there would be um three fighters I'd love to face um, and, and, and change the title would definitely be Steven Loevno. Mm-hmm. It would definitely be um, Evgeny Gradovich and um, most definitely, um, you know, not that I, not, I'm not sure if I would have beat Tevin Farmer because he was really clever and slick, but I would have loved to fight him in another way. I feel like I'm, I would have done a lot better. With your game plan. And, with your style. Yeah, and even, and even though I fought him in the, in the way that I did, I mean, I still made it. It was still an engaging fight. He Like, Absolutely. he did win the fight, but he had to work for every single round. I made him work for it, you know what I mean? But mm-hmm. I just feel like I wish, I wish I had a little bit of being a bit more slicker, a bit more faster, a bit of faster mm-hmm. hands. But, you know, that's the way it goes down. And I'm happy and I'm safe and I'm within myself. And, I mean, the greatest thing for me is that, you know, uh, 55 professional fights later, I still feel within my faculties, you know what I mean? So I'm just Absolutely. blessed. It's, it's a lot of people have had half the fights that I've had and, and their careers are over and they're punch drunk. You know what I mean? For me, I'm within myself. You know, I could talk to you fluently. I'm not stuttering mm-hmm. on my words. I'm confident. I know how to deliver a chat. You know, so I'm, I'm, I'm blessed. That's amazing. And to add to that, at 36, you look 25. So <laughs> thank, you, man. Man. Thank, you, thank you. Man. Thank you. Amazing stuff. Um, I don't want to keep you for too much longer, Billy. I could I could stay here all day, to be honest. Um, but um, we could definitely we could definitely do it again, man. It won't be yeah, the last time. I appreciate that, man. I appreciate, it, man. I'm looking forward to to, to many more. Um, you mentioned um, uh, Prince Nassim. Actually, we're of a similar age, so him growing up as well, I, I would watch him. I'm I'm a heavier guy, so more Tyson was my style was my style okay. of, of fighting. But who were your influences other than Prince Nassim? What, did you have many other influences? or was I mean, look, gr- growing up, growing up, it, um, to be quite honest with you, like the uh, the people who influenced me the most are people that I connected with. Mm-hmm. And what a blessing it was, you know, like I, um, people that I looked up to as a kid were definitely like people like um, Shane Mosley, Prince Nassim Hamed, mm-hmm. uh, Mike Tyson, Oscar De La Hoya, mm-hmm. Fernando Vargas was one of my favorites. Yes. Um, and, uh, you know, people like Roy Jones Jr. I love that kind of a style, you know what I mean? Even though, a lot, you know, Floyd, I like Floyd's style and that, but he's not the type of person that does it for me. I'm not really a big fan of Floyd in, in regards to the, to the type of person that he is, but that's, you know, that's, that's the way he wants to be. That's cool for me. That's his life. He could do what he wants. But, um, look, most, most of all, my, my, my biggest hero as a kid was definitely Princess Ahmed. He really, um, just changed my life as a kid, you know, like uh, to re- to receive a phone call from Nassim Ahmed at like two and three in the morning when I was like, just a kid because he didn't know the time difference. I'd wake up like, oh my God, you know what I mean? I, I couldn't yeah. believe that he would be calling me, you know, and I remember the first time I ever met Nas, I broke down and started crying, you know, and he took me in like a little brother and I uh, remained friends with Nas for, for many, many, many years and for like family, like brothers, you know what I mean? So Amazing. I'm truly blessed to say that, um, in my childhood hero became one of my greatest friends that's phenomenal man what, what a what a story man what a success yeah well. it's so, it's something that i um you know am writing about in my autobiography right now you know to you know i remember when i met nas and he told me a story about when his sister met 
Michael, um, Prince, the singer Prince. Yes. Remember yes. Prince the singer? Yeah, yeah. And she was so disappointed. She went home, ripped these posters off, the, off, off her wall in her room. And I said to Naz, Naz, meeting you was just one of the greatest experiences I've ever had in my whole life. You know, he was definitely everything I wanted him to be and more. Yes. You know, he, he took me in as a little brother. He showered me with gifts. He showered me with love. He allowed me into his family home. Amazing. Um, man, it's something that, like, not many people can ever say that, you know, to have to live in Australia and your hero lives on the, halfway across the world yeah. and you meet him. And not only do you meet him, you become, like, brothers with him and you hang out with him all the time. Me, me and Nas spent holidays in Dubai together. He even came to Australia. It was amazing. We had, we've had some amazing times. That's unbelievable stuff, man. I'm, I'm, I'm jealous hearing about it. <laughs> yeah, man. And, and listen, man, how many people can say that they hung out with basically one of the greatest featherweights of all time? Exactly, exactly. You know, and, and for, how me, for, me, for, me, for me, Nas was like uh, the greatest featherweight of all time, definitely, yeah, man, yeah. in my books. Fantastic. And you, you said how many people can say they did that with Nas? How many people can say they looked up to him and followed in his footsteps and achieved almost the same, pretty much the same as him? In fact, the same. Wow, wow. You know, the fact... I, I remember when when Nas, when Nas won the IVF for title and when I won it, like, I took a I took a photo, and the photo was so crazy because it was like a hundred percent resemblance of the way he took the photos. Like, <laughs> and it was by accident, you know what I mean? Somebody mm. just took the photo, and I thought, well, I'll put them both together. Mm. I'll I'll snapshot the photo and I'll send it to you. You'll Please you'll do. you'll be like you like, you will not understand how cool the picture looks, but. Amazing. You know, and I wrote, and I wrote like you know, to be even mentioned in the same sentence as a featherweight champion alongside the same Hamed. Wow, yeah. wow, man, he was a legend. You know what I mean? My dad used to tell me when I was a kid, and I used to say to my dad, "Dad, I'm going to be champion of the world one day." And he used to watch Nas with me, and my dad, maybe he believed me, maybe he didn't, but but I could see a part of him was like, you know, well, maybe you need to like think about a fullback, you know. Because my dad never thought I would ever come anywhere close to these guys. Become an engineer or a doctor, yeah? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, you know, I don't know, man. But, you know, boxing was so beautiful to me, man. It's, yeah. what, a, what a journey it's been. Amazing journey. Absolutely. Fantastic. Well done for, you know, for every success in your career so far. Well done for that. And, and on to bigger things or, or, you know, more success hopefully in the future, man. Thank you very much, man. I appreciate that. Very kind coming. Thank you very much, Billy. Um, Billy, just just for the, the guys watching, can we where can we find you on, on social media? Well, basically, um, if you look me up on social media, I'm just at Billy Dib at B I L L Y D I B. You'll find me on Instagram, you'll find me on Twitter, you find me on Facebook. I'm pretty active. You mm -hmm. know, I um I, I try to, you know, I pretty much answer back to all the people that um approach me or you know, message me. I try to be very proactive with my fans. He's showing me love. The people's champ. That's what it is, man. <laughs> man, I, listen, I, I feel like it's a responsibility within myself to show love to people, you know what I mean? So God's given me a lot and I'm grateful. And, you know, guys, just stay tuned because, you know, I think I'm on the verge of fighting for a lightweight world title at, at, with the IBO, you know, which would be an amazing achievement for me. That would mean I'd be a three-division world champion, featherweight, super featherweight, and lightweight. And that would be a true blessing and a great way to just uh you know exit the sport of boxing absolutely and we're behind you all the way billy all the best thank you very much okay, thank you very much guys and hopefully we get to see more from you in the future okay? thank you man thank take you care. so much for your time take care of yourself bye-bye thank you bye-bye